This is Off the Shelf, episode 84. We're recording this on Wednesday, March 30th, 2016. I'm Ryan Gallagher, and joining me again tonight, Brian Sauer. Hey, Brian. Hi. So we're recording this uh, one day later than usual. We usually record on Tuesday nights, and this is a Wednesday, so everything is a little off today. <laughs> but luckily, we are both here, and we have some uh, some things to talk about, quite a few things I have uh, a couple dozen tabs opened up now uh, on my computer in front of me to talk about tonight. First up, um, we talked last week a little bit about the Don Hertzfeld uh, Kickstarter Blu-rays shipping out, and you can now order them directly through his website. They have a, a limited number available. You have to pay them $30, I think. Is that yeah. how much it costs yeah. for one? Yep. And you can only order up to two I think two copies per per household um, they're saying that they will ship in two to three weeks from when that you pay them and um, quicker though oh is that did you already get yours yeah I got mine oh wow that's crazy so you and just ordered, ordered it like the next day I think I got the email from him after we had did our episode last week so that was and like I, Friday Thursday or Friday last week let's see so we recorded Tuesday so the next day the email went out that was like they're available now and I went to his site and I ordered it and I had it by, I want to say Saturday, so pretty quick. I don't know if that's because it was the first group of people ordering, you know, and but now and now it's picked up, but definitely order if you want it. I'm glad I did. Did you get a chance to open it up and take a look at it yet? Not yet. I was hoping to do that last weekend, but I didn't. We were a little busier than I thought, so I'm hoping to check it out this week. Awesome. Um, a few other Kickstarter campaigns uh, that I wanted to mention before... I forget about them and before they end. Um, so the first one that I backed a couple weeks ago and I was tweeting about it last week, I think. Um, this one is by Ben Modell, who is a silent film uh, historian, accompanist. He recently, if you picked up the um, the Criterion Collection release of The Kid, you would there's a supplement on that release with him in it talking about... Um, you know, like cranking speeds for silent films. And he has a new Kickstarter campaign up right now uh, to release this film, this Marion Davies film called uh, When Nighthood Was in Flower. This, uh, let's see, what year did this come out? 1922 film that he's looking to restore and release on DVD or Blu-ray. If you back at the $25 level, then you get a copy of the Blu-ray. And you get a special thanks listing in the DVD credits. So very exciting. Uh, there are lots of other levels that you can back it at, but uh, that's what I did, the $25 one. He is well past his goal. He was only looking to raise about $3,400, and he has already passed $9,000. So, oh, my gosh. So he is definitely going to release this, and uh, it's awesome that it's done so well so, for him. And it's only been um, you know, up, up there for a couple of weeks, I think. Any stretch goals or anything? I don't think so. Yeah, I wouldn't think he would necessarily have a contingency to get that much money. Um, there's no stretch goals. Let's see. Let's look at the updates. There's no stretch goals listed here, I don't think. so. Yeah. Um, although he does have a thing about like add-on ideas So, um, in, a, in a video update that he did. But um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, another Kickstarter campaign that I just found yesterday that I'm very excited about um, that hasn't hit its goal yet, and so I'm hoping that it will, but it still has um, 
more than a month to raise the money that it's looking to get is a a history of Disney television animation volume one this is going to be a book but included with the book if you pay if you donate at a certain level you'll also get a blu-ray dvd with audiovisual materials but it's predom it's primarily a hardcover book about the history of disney television animation things like you know um gummy bears or ducktails or you know like Ooh. that that kind of era of disney animation on television um stuff that we grew up with uh this is by this guy tim van hal um he must he must be from europe because this is being offered in or you know like his goals are in euros instead of dollars but you can still you know donate if you're in the u.s um i donated yesterday at the 45 euro level which was about 50 dollars i think um and their goal right now is to raise about ten thousand dollars or actually ten thousand euros and um which is a lot of money and he's only at about 1200 right now and so i'm hoping that it makes its goal uh i've been tweeting about this kickstarter campaign for the past day or so since i um since i saw it and i hope it, he makes it if if for nothing else it is a new website for me to now follow this dta central um because i wasn't familiar with it until someone shared it with me yesterday or I forget how I saw it, if it was like on Facebook or on Twitter or in one of my RSS feeds, but uh, I'm very excited that uh, this happens. I mean, I love Disney animation, obviously, and uh, this this era of Disney television is just, you know, right in the sweet spot for me of, of nostalgia. So I hope it uh, I hope it hits its goal. All right, so um, some other follow-up from last week. We actually, I guess, kind of follow-up and news. Uh, big news, actually, in the world of home video, because this is something that we've been talking about now for quite a long time. Uh, the Iron Giant Blu-ray has finally been announced. This one, Woo-hoo. I know, it's amazing that this is actually going to happen now. And uh, not only is it going to happen in a Blu-ray release, but there's going to be this kind of exclusive or ultimate collector's edition these are coming out on September 6th, 2016. So we still have quite a while to uh, wait until this actually arrives. But this Ultimate Collector's Edition is going to be a box with a little figure with poster or like little postcards, um, you know, kind of similar in a way to the other collector's editions that Warner Brothers does, you know, with like Singing in the Rain comes to mind, Casablanca, um, the Batman uh tv show collector's edition that they did so it'll it'll be that same kind of you know rectangle sized box that will take up a lot of space on your shelf uh i don't really have room for another one of those giant sets but i will probably make room for this one (laughs) because this is this is a film that's worth it it'll i'll kick off a few or you know kick out a couple of other box sets that have just been sitting on my shelf uh in order to make room for this one yeah, I'm definitely have. excited about this set. It looks amazing. Yeah. It is pretty expensive for that collector's edition one. It looks like, it, you know, the retail price is like $75. But I think it will be worth it, I think. It's coming with a nice little book. Um, speaking of books and the Iron Giant, uh, for anyone who's a big fan of the Iron Giant, there is going to be a uh, Art of the Movie book coming out pretty soon, I think. Like, let's see. I think I just saw that it was. it's coming out within the next few months. Um, 
Oh, actually, no, this is coming out in September also. So this is going to be kind of timed right around the Blu-ray release. But this is The Art of the Iron Giant. It's coming out September 20th. And it's going to be, you know, a nice hardcover, uh, you know, coffee table book all about the making of the movie. I'll put a link in the show notes where you can uh, pre-order both the Blu-ray and this new this new book. Um, this, this so this uh, was there was this announced at WonderCon? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, and they also ran a I think an hour long or fifty minute long documentary that I think will be on the disc that by all accounts uh, is pretty amazing uh, in and of itself. I think I was I was able to. Uh, meet West Anthony for the first time actually at WonderCon. I went a couple days myself, and he, among other people, um, our friend Matt at Warner Archive and a few others, saw that documentary and were, said it was fantastic. So that's exciting. Did you? So tell me a little bit about WonderCon. You got to go to there was so there was a few different Warner Archive panels that we talked about last week. Did you get to make it to any of those? Well. Um, I tried to take my daughter uh, the first day on Saturday, um, and we sat in on the Robbie the Robot panel for about 10 minutes, and then she got bored, and we had to go. But um, I was digging it, because it was Joe Dante, and I love Joe, and um, so got to see a little bit of that one. But then um, just took her around the floor and hung out for a couple hours, and my son and his girlfriend came too. Um, but they got bored with it within about, <laughs> <laughs> within about two hours. I mean, it's a little small, and you know, if you're not a nerd like us, it's not necessarily as entertaining. But what was nice was that I was able to come back the next day, and Warner Archive had three panels in a row, and they did Toonstock, which I know you and I have been to, but this was like a slightly revamped Toonstock, which in which they announced a few things, and we can talk about that in a minute. But um, and they did the sing along with um the music meister again and that's always fun um yeah and and then they did uh young justice versus justice league Mm -hmm. panel that was really exciting and it had um what's his name the voice of batman oh kevin conroy kevin conroy was there and that was pretty cool i mean he he has a certain gravitas to obviously his voice but just his personality and so it was neat to be in a room with him and the fans that were obviously flipping out for him uh and then the last panel they did was on the golden harvest stuff and they had a couple experts come in and talk about that stuff they showed clips from pedicab driver and and west anthony actually won a copy of pedicab driver which was kind of cool that's awesome um or he got it for asking a question so anyway it was really cool to meet him and and i got to see david Bax from battleship retention again i know you're good friends with him um but it was i'm a big fan of his and so it was neat to get to talk to him for a little bit and obviously Matt uh, and Dan from Warner Archive but it was fun it was fun a uh, little excursion you know um, so like a mini Comic Con or Comic Con prep so uh, what did they announce what did the Warner Archive announce uh, well, at Comic Con they, they sort of slyly snuck uh, when they were doing the the music theme songs from cartoons they snuck in uh, the New Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, which is actually a live-action show that uh, Hanna-Barbera did that I wasn't even aware of. Um, so that's coming out. And then they threw in, of course, uh, New Adventures of Gilligan, which we already knew about, which weirdly is like available on Amazon right now. This is something that's interesting, by the way. Um, it's supposedly not out until April 26th, but Amazon is showing it as in stock. Hmm. So I ordered a copy. I'm just kind of waiting to see if it actually shows up. 
Um, I don't know. But anyway, so they showed that, and then this cartoon that I used to love as a kid called Devlin, which is basically like uh, the story of this like traveling circus with a daredevil, like evil Knievel type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably remember that one um, too. But I was a big fan of that, and that was a really surprise. I was like, I don't have they announced. They were showing a clip of it, and I was kind of like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> and then they, you know, made the sort of announcement after the after they had shown it. So that was exciting too. But I think that's it for announcements that they made. Really, how was how was WonderCon? So it was at a different place, right? It's not so before it was in a different part of LA, and, and this time it's like at the LA Convention Center. It was in Anaheim last year. I think it's going back there next year. Um, but this was, yeah, LA Convention Center next to the Staples Center. It was nice. It was a good venue for it. I mean, the floor was set up very much like Comic-Con, and um, it was good size, and there was a lot of... It was. They had a decent crowd and a lot of people in costume. So I think it was a good space for the con. I hope they come back to the Convention Center in LA again at some point. I don't know what their plans are as far as Anaheim and the future moving forward but it was neat to have it so close and I could just drive into town and check it out sounds great yeah it was fun it's too bad about your kids uh, I, I was worried about bringing Miranda to Comic Con last year but you know we pretty much just did the floor we didn't I didn't take her to any panels yeah it was uh, silly of me to try and <laughs> sit in on a panel I don't know what I was thinking but they they had fun don't get me wrong it was just it's just a limited amount of fun and chasing her around. Like, how long did you and Miranda stay? Not very long. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like I've, a couple hours, maybe. Yeah. that's. I think that's about the expectancy of it, you know. I mean, she had fun and she saw some people in costume that she got a kick out of. Like, there's one I keep, I'm kicking myself. There was a Velma. This, woman, this girl dresses Velma and she spotted her right away and she was like, Velma Dinkley, like she knows... Velma's last name because she's so into Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. I should have gotten a picture with her, but I stupidly didn't. But it would have been awesome to get a picture. Um, so, but she had fun. Yeah, I in situations like that, I always man, I always make sure to have, um, you know, like situations like you're having your kids in the panel. I would have like you know, uh, notebooks for her to draw in, yeah. uh, like an iPhone for her to play with. Uh, you know loaded with video games headphones that she can listen to the game on so that she can just go off and that's what I mean you know we just did a road trip up to Washington yesterday and that was kind of like her whole trip up back and forth was like you know playing on this little uh, old iPhone of ours loaded up with uh, Tokoboka games and she can just uh, kind of do her thing and it was great that's good planning yeah I did not have good planning so so I was not prepared um so has the Warner Archive and this, I'm trying to find our list here. Uh, the Warner Archive announced they're going to be releasing Father of the Bride. Also, is this, yeah, is this coming to Blu-ray? Yep, yep. The 1950 with Spencer Tracy and Elizabeth Taylor. Um, yeah, they just announced that a couple days ago. That was not at Comic Con at WonderCon, but but early this week, as far as I know. So that's exciting. They're yeah. just r- cranking out the classics. I know. Um. So let's talk about uh, what else was has been announced over the past couple of days. I guess like Kino has had quite a lot to to talk about. They announced a couple of new uh, animation releases in their uh, De Patty Freeling collection that they've been doing, um, which are coming out soon. I think like I've started to see some reviews going up. Um, but you know we talked about I think Tijuana Toads and Roland and Ratfink had already been announced. Um, or is that is they just did they just detail those? Is there, I, yeah, I think they detailed and gave dates. I don't know that they had dates on those two prior to that. 
did they announce other stuff? I forget. Like for some reason, I thought they had just recently, but maybe I'm just thinking I, of this. I don't know about cartoons, but they had a ton of other stuff. What else did they? Oh, so just today they did uh, Chandu the Magician from uh, William Cameron Menzies. Yeah, with Bella Lugosi. That looks interesting. Yeah. Um, what else did they announce recently? Um, the two big ones are two cult items that people are pretty excited about. Um, the first of which earlier, I think it was late last week, um, is Teen Witch, um, which is a very silly movie um, with one of the greatest rap scenes in all of cinema. Oh, yeah. um, it's so funny. Like someone, one of my coworkers recently shared that with you know someone else on Facebook, and I like, I had to go look. Did you ever listen to or watch the Totally Rad Show podcast? I maybe I don't know. It was the one with like you know Jeff Kanata and Alex Albrecht and um, Dan Trachtenberg, who recently directed Ten, oh. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, there's a intro that they did in one of their episodes of the Totally Rad Show where they did uh that song from teen witch they did the top that rap yeah top that you should oh so just go gosh. just do let's go on youtube search for totally rad show top that and you'll okay. see uh dan trachtenberg director of 10, <laughs> 10 cloverfield lane uh doing the teen witch song oh that's fantastic yeah that's really cool well, i mean that's how much people love this movie i mean it's super cheesy but um it was on netflix a little bit last year i showed my daughter and um she had fun with it it's just one that people remember fondly they saw it at the right age and it's become it's gone from what sort of being like one of the worst movies ever to sort of beloved Mm -hmm. and i'm in the beloved camp myself i I like it a lot um and the other movie which is also kind of not a great movie but super weird and interesting is a movie called the pit um which is so bizarre it's hard to even encapsulate but it's 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 great i mean i'm a big fan of it um and i'm never ever thought it would get a blu-ray release and i don't know what studio it came out of but it was not one that i was thinking oh i guess i never looked it up so i never thought oh this seems like something that somebody will pick up but for whatever Mm -hmm. reason kino got wind of it being popular and that was when i put that out when i retweeted them and just started mentioning it people just freak out about this movie it's like about a kid who's got a teddy bear that talks to him and he's got a pit in his backyard that he like lures people into and there's like (laughs) weird trolls in it and stuff it's it's really hard to explain but it's super weird and fun and i'm a big fan of that one too so those were the two cult favorites but then they did like um let's see mark of zorro is that the one with is the 1940 version of mark of zorro okay yeah Tyrone Power. No, no. Yeah, Tyrone Power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tyrone Power. They did a couple Tyrone Powers. Mark of Zorro and a movie called Rawhide with him and with Tyrone Power and uh, Susan Hayward, which is a Western I've never heard of nor seen. But that's interesting too. Um, and then a John Ford Western called Three Bad Men, which I've never seen either, but looks interesting from 1926. So an earlier John Ford. So right now there is a sale on Amazon for uh, some various... Uh, Kino Lorber Studio Classics action movies. Um, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm assuming that you have most of these, right? I, I do. All the ones that I think I want. Are there any in this list of ones that you would say like don't miss out on this one? I mean, for me, one that I really want to buy just based on hearing you talk about it is that movie Figures in a Landscape. I love uh, that movie. That is one that I think I'm going to order from this sale. Uh, is there anything else like you know? 
any two or three releases on here that you're like, oh, these are the best of the bunch. I mean, they're all like around twelve or thirteen dollars. Yeah, they're pretty cheap. Um, by the way, uh, Eric Vespi was tweeting about figures in a landscape um, the other day, um, and one of our listeners was interacting with him saying about talking about hearing about it on our show and hearing about it from him and now that they definitely had to see it because both of us had liked it um yeah definitely figures in a landscape that's a great movie i would say busting is a must if you don't have it um i'm a big fan of uh oh what's that one called defiance uh with jan michael vincent which is sort of a just a death wish knockoff kind of thing but it's a pretty good one i'm a pretty big fan of that um let's see here what else they call me mr tibbs is another one i think that's you know probably a classic that a lot of people would enjoy yeah definitely um i like fx and fx2 those are both on sale um one that i was thinking about picking up is this movie the destructors yeah that one's very curious looking i haven't seen that one good cast um, but yeah, otherwise, like this is a pretty awesome sale. They've done stuff like this before in the past, where these these have been marked down pretty cheap, uh, down to like twelve or thirteen dollars, and so uh, definitely a good time if you've been holding off on getting any of these. For sure. Um, there's actually been a ton of sales over the past week. Uh, over the weekend, like over Easter weekend, there was a I think it's done now. The Arrow video sale. Yeah, I missed that. <clears throat> Yeah, me too. Well, I didn't really miss it. I had like a cart full. Of, again, I had a cart full of <laughs> the stuff. Cart. Yeah, you know, I'm just like adding things, taking things out. You know, looking at the price, thinking like, okay, well, do I really need to get to free shipping? And then I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't want to pay for shipping. And I'm such a bad uh, shopper. I mean, you know, last week I was just complaining about like buying things that I didn't need and blah blah blah. But um, I kind of held off, even though I, I. You know, these these sales come frequently enough to where, you know, ne- if if I feel so compelled to buy some of these, I'll just do it th- during the next sale. Um, although there have been some that have sold out, you know, l- the limited edition ones that have sold out in the past where I th- like kick myself over not buying them. But I don't know. There are there are also uh, a few deals on Amazon UK right now where you can get some Arrow releases in the like. I think it's either like the three for 20 or two for 10 deal. Um, so I, there, and there are a few that I need that I want to get. Uh, so I might do it through Amazon UK. There's also there, this weekend was a, um, masters of cinema sale as well, where they had, um, stuff on Amazon was pretty cheap in the like six to seven pound range. And then they were also doing a, a sale on their website but I didn't end up picking anything there as well. So I was, I was really tempted, but I, I held off. Speaking of Masters of Cinema, they just actually today announced quite a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of the stuff, though, are... Some of them are Masters of Cinema, uh, that line. A lot of them are just Eureka releases, I think, or they're, they're like, you know not necessarily going to be in the Masters of Cinema one, but they're kind of released through them. So stuff like Enemy Mine, the uh, sci-fi film starring Dennis Quaid and Louis Gossett Jr. You got a... Um, is that still available through Twilight Time or did that sell out a long time ago? Really sure that's sold out. I'm going to okay. have to go look. That sounds right. I think it did too. But um, now you can get the a UK version of that Blu-ray. Um, 
I don't know if they've announced any uh, supplements for that one, but that's not going to be a part of the Masters of Cinema line. Um, but then they're also doing movies like Cocoon and The Flight of the Phoenix, that recent movie Queen of Earth. Um, what is this? Fedora. Um, and they're going to also be doing a collection of Buster Keaton shorts. Um, this, I think... Does this line up with the one Kino announced? I think, think it does. Um, I think it might be the same restoration and that's what I was thinking. there is also um a competing restoration being done by uh folks in italy and so and i don't think we we've seen the <clears throat> the results yet or have had any kind of announcement for a blu-ray release with that restoration um i could be wrong about that so if i'm wrong feel free to correct me but uh i think this this release might be done by the same restoration folks who are releasing the kino one so we'll see um, and then there's also going to be a collection of Murnau films. Um, a lot of the stuff they've already released either on DVD, um, although there, and there might be some stuff on Blu-ray as well, but, um, this is going to be a Blu-rays. So a lot of the stuff is coming in June, July, August, and I think there's even some September stuff. And then there's a couple of titles that, uh, just say late 2016 that haven't had a, they don't have like an, an official release date yet. But uh, quite a lot of stuff to be announced by them. Yeah. Let's see what else do we have here. Um, what? Tell me about some of the other stuff that's been uh, announced recently that you were following that you added in here. Um, okay. Well, Scream Factory had a little bit of a burst of titles. Um, a werewolf movie called Bad Moon um, from director Eric Red, who wrote The Hitcher. Um, did he direct the Hitcher? I can't ever remember that. But um, that's one that um, I thought Warner's Warner Archive would put out. Actually, it was on. It was part of a double disc or a four set with um, uh, the um, what's the one they just released? The werewolf movie. Why can't I think? Oh, of it? Wolfen. Wolfen. Yeah, it was part of that set, um, a Warner set. So I'm kind of surprised they didn't put it out. But I guess. Um, you know Screen Factory worked it out with them so I don't know what that means um, but yeah I've never seen this one it's got Michael Pere and um, and Mariel Hemingway in it um, I don't know looks interesting um, I, I like werewolf movies this one's from 96 so it's like a later cycle werewolf movie um, they also speaking of werewolf they announced a movie called The Boy Who Cried Werewolf which is an older film I believe um, I've never seen that one either um, but I don't know. Sounds, you know, reasonable. Sounds like something I might want to check out. Um, and then there's a movie, that one's from 1973. Uh, and there's a movie called Hellhole, which I don't know too much about, which kind of looks like their movie, um, X-Ray, uh, AKA Hospital Massacre that they put out a while back. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know too much about this one. Um, but that's another one they announced this week, Hellhole. The uh, Twilight Time titles for April went up for pre-order today. So we've been talking about these for um, a few weeks now. But this is what now you can get the... If you missed out on the first release of Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, the uh, Michael Cimino film, they are now doing the kind of um, encore edition of that Blu-ray. So uh, I, I don't think they're expanding the number i think it's probably just going to be another 3000 copies that they're selling of this one um 
I forget. I feel like the other one sold out relatively quickly, though. In yeah. The, in the grand scheme of Twilight Time releases. Yeah, I think it did. Um, I mean, this is a straight up um, reissue. There's no. We've talked about this. There's no additional features that I can see as far as versus the other disc, but the, the cover's different, and um, I don't know. Looks good. I hope more people can pick it up. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, some other ones uh, that they have that are now up for pre-order uh, the, the Mike Hodges movie A Prayer for the Dying sorry Mickey Rourke and uh, let's see here the movie Julia from Fred Zinneman um, and Cutter's Away another that's, oh go ahead sorry that's my pick of the month for sure I yeah. love that movie it's a great movie can't believe it's coming out on Blu-ray finally uh, this is like 1981 film starring um, Jeff Bridges and uh, John Hurd, so pretty good. And then also the Charles Bronson film, uh, Chato's Land, Chato's Land, Chato's Land. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a pretty solid month of, of releases from Twilight Time. Yeah, I was posting about those today and somebody tweeted at me like asking if Chato's Land is uncut and I was had no idea there was any controversy about it, but apparently there's some... Uh, it's a PG-rated movie based on what they're putting out, and apparently there's some scenes that were cut, and I don't know if it has to do with like some horses dying or some violence that happens on screen, but um, I, Twilight Time didn't answer the question, but it looks to be a cut version of the film, like the one that I think has been available in the past. Just, yeah. an, F, just an FYI. I wasn't even aware of that until somebody tweeted today. I mean, that's often the case with a lot of these companies who are licensing materials from studios is like, you know, they rarely are able to, I mean, you know, maybe in the case of something like Nightbreed, but, you know, so often it's just like you get whatever they'll give you and it's often not anything more than what they've already released in the past. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's very rare that that uh you know i mean apart from people like criterion and then you know sometimes in, in special cases with other uh studios like they'll get you know their hands on you know lost material or you know are able to kind of cobble together some kind of um restored version of the film that's something that people hadn't seen before um so for I forget now you were tweeting at me about like code red stuff um <laughs> this week uh was that was that was follow-up from last week's episode yeah a little bit i mean he had been using the term bucket list fever uh-huh. and <laughs> and he posted on face bill posted on facebook on the facebook group about how he was no longer going to use that term because apparently 88 films had started using the term bucket list and he was uh, very much annoyed with them stealing his idea, apparently his incredibly original idea. <laughs> um, and so he said something like, if I ever run into them, I'll tell them what I really think of them <laughs> or something. <laughs> he was really mad. Um, so so he made another announcement for a new title uh, in 1979's The Dark with William Devane, um, which I'm excited about. It's a weird alien horror movie. Uh, but he, re- he no longer called this one a bucket list fever title because that is not something they're doing anymore, apparently. So drama with code red yeah um just today there was actually uh an email went out and uh, some press releases went out for a new batch of the 20th century fox home entertainment cinema archives vault uh and mgm limited edition collection dvds their mod like their essential their warner archive and um there's some pretty cool stuff in here like 
Um, I mean, it kind of spans all the way from, you know, 1938 all the way up to like 1998. So uh, one movie that I saw in here that I thought like, wow, I haven't seen that in, you know, maybe like 20 years almost. I mean, maybe since it came out, maybe a little after it came out, but that movie Sun Chaser. I never saw that. With uh, Woody Harrelson. I think he's like a doctor who is kind of kidnapped or takes this boy to, I forget, like to some mystical lake or something like that. Anyway, uh, I thought, oh, that's a movie that I would like to rewatch. And I think, oh, well, now it's available on DVD again. So pretty cool. Uh, But then, you know, there's other movies like uh, The Iron Curtain from 1948 or uh, Danger Has Two Faces from 1966. So some good stuff in here. Uh, also announced today, Mill Creek is going to be releasing The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T on Blu-ray. This, Whoa, I this missed June. that. Yeah. It was Amazing. Just, I know. That is one where, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there were rumors that Criterion might do something like that at, at one oh. point. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not going to happen now. Oh, bummer. Um, I forget now. Did did Criterion do a laser disc of that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up while we're talking about it. But uh, anyway, um, it's uh, a movie that I cannot wait to own on Blu-ray. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I'm very excited uh, to show that to Miranda. Very trippy movie. One of the trippier kids movies out there. Um, let's see what else. Do we oh, and that's the, sorry, that's the only live action Dr. Seuss besides the, 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 more, the more recent ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, sorry. No, no, no. Um, let's see what else has been announced recently. The uh, uh, they're going to be reissuing Apocalypse Now in uh, in June on as a triple feature, including Apocalypse Now, Apocalypse Now Redux, and the Heart of Darkness uh, documentary. But the SRP is going to be down to twenty dollars, so it'll be uh, much cheaper than I think the other one. Although the other one has gone on sale a lot, and you can usually get it around that price when it's on sale, but I think now when this one goes on sale, it'll be even cheaper to get all three of those. And that Hearts of Darkness documentary is so great. Um, I mean, obviously the film is, you know, a, a masterpiece, but um, that documentary is is pretty fascinating to watch that, you know, the making of this movie. Um, other than that, I think that might be all the news. Uh, unless there's, a, was there other stuff that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I'm not really. I mean, like Idiot Films is putting out Drive-In Massacre and Cinema Epic announced a Blu-ray upgrade of their their special edition of Private Lessons, which is like an 80s sort of sex comedy, but nothing really big to report. Just those were interesting. I'll probably get Private Lessons. I like Cinema Epic stuff. But yeah, that's about it. Um, Cool. All right. So uh, let me just make sure I'm not forgetting anything. I have like all these tabs and I, I worry about like I feel like in sometimes in the past we'll like skip over something that I had bookmarked <laughs> to talk about and then I'll forget to talk about it the next week and then it'll just kind of vanish into the into the abyss of of history uh but I don't think I have anything else here um real quick just a live uh up-to-date news Twilight Time just responded to that tweet from today and they say that it is uncut regarding Chattel's Land so uh I was mistaken oh cool that's great yep um all right, so uh, let's jump into what came out this week. So the big Criterion releases of the week, uh, the first and pretty much only Blu-ray upgrade of the year so far is the uh, the Criterion Blu-ray of Bicycle Thieves. This is now available on Blu-ray. Uh, it looks great. The, the new uh, edition that they've put out, though, is kind of like a 
has a slimmed down booklet. So they were, they unfortunately removed, I think a few of the essays that were included because the, previously the DVD of Bicycle Thieves was in like a digipack slipcase and it, you know, had a, a thicker book. And now with this new Blu-ray release, that's you know, in a clear case package and um, does include a booklet, but it's not, um, you know, it's not quite as, 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 extensive as it once was which is kind of sad but you know what the blu-ray looks amazing and this movie is a classic and so i don't think you should lose any sleep over uh whether or not to buy this this movie on blu-ray um i think it looks slightly better than the arrow edition that came out um but you know i I enjoy having both of those now on my shelves i had never seen this movie until um this previous weekend what did you think i liked it it's it is a classic and you can see why it's it's heavy duty and it's I mean, it's just down to like the little moments. It's one of those movies that you get into and you start watching and just seeing this father and his son, you know, scrambling around the city and um, the sort of desperation of it all. Like, it just really, there's certain moments. Like, there's a moment when they go into this restaurant and they order like cheese pizza, or I think, or is it, no, mozzarella sandwiches. That's what it is. And his son is like eating a mozzarella sandwich and like, stretching the cheese out while he you know as he pulls it close to his face he stretches the cheese and then eats the cheese that way it, just little details like that it's just like there's like a poetic i don't know what about it that it was just really captivating you know the whole thing is just so powerful but it, it's one of those movies that i had meant to see forever i mean obviously it's like a huge deal in the film community and and it's like a plot point in the player if i recall you know like there's something about it in that and it's supposed to be one of the greatest movies ever and it's great it's really good the other criterion release this week is the less blank documentary a poem is a naked person this is the documentary kind of kind of about leon russell but um more just like about you know if as much as any of less blanks movies are about one thing i mean his movies are often just about like you know, moments, like collections of moments as he, you know, kind of follows along with a, a, a an idea. And this movie is just a beautiful lost documentary. I mean, essentially this one hasn't been released um, since it was made. He hasn't had the rights to, or, you know, before he passed away, he never had the rights to release it on home video or even kind of in a wide theatrical run. This movie essentially had very strict rules about what uh, how he could show it and when and you know like he had to essentially be at a th- at the screening and it had to be like you know one th- one time and blah 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 anyway like it's um you know Les Blank passed away recently and um his son kind of took up the charge to get this one released they showed it at South by Southwest last year and then um you know Janice picked up the distribution rights to it and so they were showing it in theaters and it is um it's beautiful. It's, you know, a lot of fun. Even if you know nothing about Leon Russell as a musician, I mean, and you won't really know that much more about <laughs> him afterwards, I think. Uh, I, but it is fascinating to watch, uh, you know, this character. I mean, I, I think it's almost more fun to not know anything about him or to, or to kind of go into this, something like this, with as little as possible, just to kind of uh, let these images and these moments and these characters, these people that he meets along the way kind of wash over you and you just see like, I mean, there's just such a beauty in like the capturing the real, like the reality of of American culture in the way that he does in all of his documentaries. And this is just another, you know, uh, 
a film that so many people haven't had the opportunity to see now available through Criterion. I mean, this is just kind of what Criterion does best is release these things that people haven't seen before or that people have had, you know, that's been very hard to see in the past. Yeah, I was really curious about this one. I have not seen nearly enough Les Blank, I must admit. Yeah, uh, you definitely if you, you know, if you wanted to jump into his stuff, get that uh, that box set that they have. Yeah, that's something I've been eyeing. Um, so let's see, what else came out this week? Um, I'm trying to look through the, the list here of like what... Uh, what did you pick up this week that you or what did you watch that came out this week? I mean, I guess the other big release is Hateful Eight. Yeah. Now on Blu-ray. Um, you know, we talked about this in the past as far as, you know, not having the um, the Roadshow version included on the Blu-ray. And, you know, it's not on here. Uh, but I think at this point, like we weren't we shouldn't have, I guess, expected it just based on the fact that they told, you know, that Tarantino was kind of very explicit in saying that it was going to be like a, a theatrical thing only. I mean, we both expressed our sadness towards that sentiment, but, um, you know, for what it is, this movie is amazing and, you know, it is beautiful. The special features on the Blu-ray aren't very extensive. Um, but you know, the movie itself is gorgeous and it is definitely worth owning on high definition. And, I don't think you, if, you know, if you are upset about it not being, you know, not having the the roadshow version included on here, I would say like don't hold your breath trying to wait for a double dip re-release of the movie. Um, you know, I would say if you want to see this movie, go buy this Blu-ray. It looks gorgeous, and uh, don't worry about what's not on it or what hasn't been included, just because you you, know, you might be waiting a long time for that re-release. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a divisive movie. There are certainly a lot of people that did not like it. I think you and I both, you know, liked it for what it is. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, it's got Ennio Morricone doing the score for, for Pete's sake, and it's got, you know, the super widescreen format. I think it just looks beautiful, and the, the performances are all uh, pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess Tarantino would say if you're not in his movies for the dialogue then you don't like what he does and this movie is totally about Tarantino dialogue and characters sort of playing chess with each other in a way um, and it's a really interesting he loves to he loves to tell stories and let them unfold that's a big thing he does and this is definitely a story that you you you're sort of trying to figure out what each character is about as the thing goes along and he builds the tension in a, in a really great way um, for a movie as long as it is I, I was surprised how engaged, but he's just a great storyteller, a great filmmaker. And I, I still feel like maybe people don't care for this one because it is pretty mean spirited and, you know, m- kind of masochistic as far as the way the characters treat each other. But I think it's hard to deny that the storytelling is not at least pretty well done. I, I don't know. I, it's not my favorite by any stretch, but um, I it was definitely one when it finished. I was like, well, he did it again. He. He really put something together that's compelling and interesting in the way that only he can do. So, what is your favorite Quentin Tarantino movie? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, it wavers a little bit. Um, I know that he hates this answer, but um, Jackie Brown is pretty yeah. high up there. <clears throat> I know that he, because it's not his own material, I think he gets really d- sort of annoyed with people that say that. But yeah. I kind of say, "Too bad, dude. You made a good movie out of somebody else's material." and um, but you know, I mean, I, I love, uh, Reservoir Dogs. I, I mean, there's, there's so many that I love. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm going to 
everything he does, I'm going to see in the theater uh, if I can. This is the first one I missed in the theater, but uh, I don't plan to let that happen again. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see what else came out this week. Did you see the new Point Break movie? I know this, <laughs> is, this is a terrible movie, but like, no, uh, I I have I got a code for it. Uh, somebody gave me a code for it, so I'm gonna watch it eventually. But I mean, the the original Point Break is one of my favorite films in the 1990s um and i still think it's fantastic so i don't know and i've just heard this one is just like a lame update of it as far as the way they try to change things change things up and whatnot like i mean one of the things that did we talking about this on the show i can't remember but it's like i think the guy the main guy in the movie is like some kind of extreme sports mm-hmm. like hero and like is apparently well known but like the idea that he is then going to become like an FBI undercover agent makes no sense at all because the dude has already got like a really high profile <laughs> so it's just like they don't as opposed to Johnny Utah in the original Point Break where he's like a you know sort of a failed um, you know college athlete if I recall like I don't think he made it to the pros um, so you know not necessarily a high pro- profile guy that everybody recognizes anyway one of many problems I'm sure this movie has, but uh, I know there's a lot of extreme sports in it, so if you dig that. Yep, I heard uh, nothing but terrible things about this movie, so yeah. I don't uh, plan on seeing it anytime soon. Um, there are quite a, other, a few other things. So the folks at um, Icarus Films, I think, put out this uh, Chantal Ackerman box set dvd box set this week um another dvd box set uh that you, you know i'm sure a lot of people will be picking up is the mystery science theater 3000 uh box 35 releases come is out this week um what uh what else did you watch this week or what else did you pick up i picked up and watched uh cherry falls which is um uh slasher from 2000 i think i want to say 2000 oh yeah this is the um Brittany Murphy movie yeah Brittany Murphy Michael Bean uh, it's it's basically got a serial killer who's killing virgins in this small town um, called Cherry Falls and Michael Bean is the sheriff and Brittany Murphy's one of the kids at the school and so um, when it gets out that this killer is killing virgins it kind of amps up the um, hormonal uh, quotient of the town a little bit but um, it's an interesting movie I mean there's it's got a checkered past that I wasn't totally aware of like I knew of the movie but apparently there was this whole uh, brouhaha about getting it a rating and the MPAA and it ended up not being able to get a rating and not being able to get a proper domestic release so I think that's part of the reason a lot of people didn't see it it came out on in theaters overseas and I think did okay but um, it's definitely a movie that kind of slipped under the radar for a lot of people. I think a lot of us saw it on home video. I was aware of it, but never saw it. Um, but it's pretty good for a, you know, um, sort of a post-scream slasher. Um, I, I, I liked it. Uh, I was glad to see it. And Brittany Murphy, you know, is an interesting actress. And um, it's a, it's definitely a movie that, like, when you watch her, and it's. I found my wife and I found ourselves sort of like reading up on her death and as morbid as that is um, and the circumstances surrounding her death, which are really mysterious by the way and kind of creepy. So watching a movie like that is sort of an not uh, life imitates art kind of thing, but just sen- could send you down a rabbit hole if you're a weirdo like me. Um, so that's one. And then uh, the other um, shout factory release that got my attention is the gong show movie. 
which uh, Chuck Barris directed and stars in and was notoriously not available on home video forever. It's never been released. Um, it was one that, you know, you could get bootlegs of. I mean, it's not like a great movie. It's very much like, you know, Chuck Barris sort of day in the life, but like a weird day in the life where he's trying to get to work and all these people keep stopping on the street trying to get on the gong show. And um, so they use some of the like celebrity sort of contestants they had on the show and then just some other weird uh, people that are... So it's like kind of like a, an episode of the show, but weirder. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's a very strange movie, but it's an interesting um, release because it's never been out. And so I think a lot of people have wanted to see it, you know, just despite it not being great. But um, I, I like it for what it is. So that's it's cool that they brought that out. Um, one movie that came out, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it yet. We talked about it a little bit, I think maybe off mic last week. Um, but uh, the movie... Um, primary instinct or the primary instinct uh from david chen of the slash film cast starring steven tobolowski this is uh you know like uh, did you did you get a chance to watch it not yet i have it on my stack this is it's, it's fascinating to watch i mean like for you know i'm sure like so many people who listen to our podcast the slash film cast is something that i've been listening to for you know as long as i've been doing this podcast and a little bit longer i mean back in i think i started listening to it in 2008 or 2009 like maybe late 2008 early 2009 but it's been you know in my life for like six or seven years so to see dave chen like go from those early days of the podcast to you know and and then like you know having steven tobolowski on the podcast and seeing you know their podcast uh spin off and develop and then to see uh, and to see kind of their relationship over, you know, on Facebook or like him posting about different things um, just over the years. And then to see this movie actually, you know, go from a Kickstarter campaign to getting a theatrical release and now a home video release. It's just so amazing. And I have such, uh, I mean, obviously I'm a huge, huge admirer of him and, you know, what they did with that podcast. And um, it's so neat to see this. I mean, I feel like, you know, even though he and I don't talk, uh, it's fun to kind of like watch this uh, grow over time. And uh, I'm just so happy for him with this, uh, this now that it's getting a DVD release uh, from Kino. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, Tobolowski is obviously a fascinating character. Have you heard any interviews with him or have you heard? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've listened to their podcast, The Tobolowski Files. And so yeah, I've heard yeah. him. I just you know, figure if anybody yeah. hasn't that you got to listen to an interview with Tobolowski because he is so entertaining and so interesting. Yeah, he is the best. He is amazing. He could just talk, uh, you know, f forever and it would be fascinating. But um, a few other releases this week. Um, the uh, the the Fassbender box set from Arrow was was released this week. Um, the it's so it just came out on Monday. It's limited to a thousand copies. It's still available though, so you can still order it from arrow directly i don't think it's on amazon uk i think i was trying to find it the other day and i couldn't see it there so i think maybe arrow is just doing it through their website um they are releasing these individually but for now if you want to get this box set this is the only way you'll get this 200 page hardback book that comes with it and so um you know as i usually say with this stuff like they're gonna probably sell out of this um soon i think this is one of the ones that was selling quicker than others and so it's 75 pounds which is about 106 dollars but you're getting um you know 
a number of films, some that haven't been released on Blu-ray before, some that have been released on Blu-ray before from Criterion. But, uh, you know, I would say definitely, uh, you know, keep this in mind if you're, I guess, don't miss out on this is what I'm trying to say that, you know, uh, if you're a fan of Fassbender and you want, uh, and you want it at all, don't wait. So I said, I said it. So, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that will, there'll be people who are like kicking themselves as soon as it sells out and they're like, Oh, I wish I would have listened. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, there's actually a few other UK releases that came out this week that are, um, worth paying attention to things like, um, the Ken Russell collections from the BFI. So they did two. There's one, the Ken Russell collection, The Great Composers, uh, with his films Elgar, the Debussy film, um, Song of Summer. Um, these are, uh, and then there's another one called The Great Passions, which is which has uh, Always on Sunday, Isadora, uh, Dante's Inferno. So some uh, some good stuff. I don't think there's any. I don't think the the uh, I don't think there's any Masters of Cinema releases this week. Um, there's also a one of the Howard Hawks movies. Have you been following the Japanese Blu-ray releases of the Howard Hawks films? No, I didn't hear anything about this. Um, so they've been doing... Uh, they announced some, and there's... Um, the Thing from Another World is getting a Blu-ray release in Japan mm. um, this week, and I... I I haven't seen great things come out of the, like the, the Japanese exclusive stuff. Um, and particularly films like the magnificent Ambersons, which just got a Blu-ray release in Japan. Um, I think like the, the transfer wasn't that great. Um, Oh, you know, another one, uh, the Pedro Costa film horse money got a Blu-ray release from second run this week. This is their first Blu-ray. Um, so you can now go pick that up. Um, and this is the, the kind of their part of their initial launch of, um, distributing through or with uh, Arrow, so you can get this one through Arrow's website uh, or through Amazon UK. Um, were there any other titles that you wanted to mention before we wrap things up? Just real quick um, on the topic of Code Red, they um, they upgraded one of their movies, uh, a movie called Trapped, which is also called Baker County USA, which is like a exploitation sort of um, backwoods, you know, um, I guess it's kind of like a deliverance kind of thing uh, with Henry Silva as the crazy backwoods dude. The That's called Trapped, and it's on Screen Archives now. Um, and also, supposedly, somebody told me that Code Red put up their site for a minute, uh, I guess maybe over the weekend, and had a whole bunch of DVDs, I want to say, some kind of a kung fu set. I mean, they're they're of course down for maintenance now. Bill's taking it down, so I don't know what they were. But the movie called Spasms was on DVD, and a few others that I'm curious to see what they actually were. If he ever gets the site back up, um, but Trapped is available through Screen Archives on Blu-ray. If people are interested in that one, I think that's the big uh, one. Pigs from um, Vinegar Syndrome, which I have my copy of. I want to watch looks pretty gnarly about some pigs that hurt some people eat some people i don't know but uh, i'm curious um but i think that's about it for me very cool well i think that's about it for me too um you know next week there's some let's see next week is the the 4th of april or the the 5th of april so there's going to be um 
I don't think there's a Criterion release next week, but next week is kind of big in that that's when Star Wars The Force Awakens comes out on Blu-ray. Uh, a lot of people have their copies, uh, their review copies in hand, and so they're watching it. Maybe a lot of other people are watching it because it's online, uh, you know, uh, in in less than legal ways. It should be available digitally on the 1st, yep. and then uh, in stores on, uh, on that Tuesday. Um, some other good things coming out next week. Uh, there's going to be, let's see, what do we have here? Journey to the Seventh Planet. Um, and then s- some of the uh, individual releases of the Fassbender stuff, like Marriage of Maria Braun. Um, the the new 4K restoration of Ron, uh, Akira Kurosawa's Ron, is coming out next week. And uh, lots of other good stuff. So um, I guess we will be back next week. To talk about it thanks everyone for all of the feedback that you send us on twitter and uh thanks for listening see you then